Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Okay, alrighty. Browns lose again, and uh, I don't know how much more my heart can take of this. Two losses in one week. Jeez. Two excruciating losses By in five what, four points? days. Yes, three points. Three, three, you're right. I can we add. lost to the Raiders by one, and mm-hmm. we lost to the Packers by two. I hate it. And if we would have just won both of those games, actually, frankly, if we would have just won the Raider game, this game last night wouldn't have mattered. Thank you so much, COVID-19, you son of a... <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anyway, uh, this is the LTL Browns postgame show, day later edition, because um, we were not going to record a sad po- uh, postgame podcast on Christmas night. Um, I'm Dan here with Ryan and Steve. Uh, I'd ask you guys how we're doing, but uh, pretty sure I already know the answer to that. Merry Christmas, uh, as we are now headed on towards the new year. And I think pretty soon, I mean, we'll talk about it, but pretty soon, I, I, the, the way I'm feeling right now is I'm ready to start looking at mock drafts. You know, today yeah. is Boxing Day, and <laughs> today we're going to box up all of our crap from the last five days and just, you know, ship it out of here. Just just get it out. That's, that's what we're here to do today. Well, uh, first off, Ryan, you were not here f- with us for the mm-hmm. Raiders post game. Uh, what were your feelings? Uh, you were you were live tweeting from our show account. Uh, <laughs> your feelings on that one, first of all, before we get into uh, what the hell happened yesterday. It, it's just so frustrating. I I feel like a crazy person because this team has so much talent, and I still even believe in spurts in the coaching staff but for whatever reason we just keep like well it's like herding cats we'll get like two or three things together over here but then something goes sideways on when you got your back turned or then we'll finally get that other thing corralled and then something will leak out the other side it's like we can't seem to get it all together at the same time and it's just maddening because i still believe in all of the individual pieces parts but clearly something is not clicking to get it all together all at the same time. Yeah. Um, the Raiders game, I mean, with a backup, with, with a third-string quarterback and numerous backups across the board, we still had a shot going down the stretch. And in fr- and even with yesterday, we were toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the league. <laughs> Funny choice of words there. To- yeah, indeed. Toe, uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, yeah. And he's toe-stepped on. Yeah, and not to mention the missed extra point early in the game. Ugh. Oh, so yeah, it's just specifically with the Raiders. Again, frustrating because despite the obvious, like we, the COVID thing, it sucks. It happens, but 
there's nothing we can do about it. We we had to put guys out there, and a lot of those guys played fairly well given the circumstances, given all the obvious obstacles. Guys played their absolute hearts out last Monday night. I mean, and, I I was at the game. MJ Stewart, you could feel it. Nick that Mullins. was that was one of the more electric crowds at First Energy Stadium we've had in 22 years of that stadium being built. I was there. You could feel it. The I guess you could say the replacement players, but and especially the defense, fed off of that energy, and those guys played their absolute hearts out on Monday night. Yeah, I, I, I don't. The defense has been been actually what's been keeping us in games, but there are, there's weird play calling. I just don't love when Joe Woods decides to bring pressure. He doesn't he doesn't do it often, but when he does it, it seems like at the most inopportune time. Decides to bring pressure and then uh, puts Rich, uh, which puts Richard LeCount on Devontae Adams. At like, the goal line, like come on, come on, or, or or last week too, with I mean, with, I mean with, it, last night, like I was following uh, along on Twitter. I tried to live tweet as best I could. I was following along on Twitter, and and everybody was saying like, like you know, talking about LeCount, like uh, maybe you should cover that guy. And I'm like, yeah, but not with Richard LeCount. Like, what do you want the kid to do? He's a fifth. He's not even a corner. He's a safety. Yeah, he's a fifth round rookie safety. Like what do you want him to do? He's he's going up against the best wide receiver in football, right? In in from an already disadvantaged position on the field. Yeah. So on top of all of the obvious, even if he was in prime position with good coverage everywhere else, yeah, that's still a fifth rounder on a top three quarter or top yeah. three receiver over the past several years, and like arguably I, like, the best right now. In the game. Like I I understand the Browns don't want to play Denzel Ward inside. They want to basically put him on. Uh, one side of the field and kind of try and lock up that side of the field. But at the goal line, if you know you're going to blitz everybody, why not slide Denzel Ward and just be like, wherever Devontae Adams goes, that's where you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it's just that's not the scheme. So I, whatever. Yeah. That's not why we lost the game. No, it, it's definitely not. But it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it's a part of it. And it goes back to play calling. Like I said, I know I, I, I really try to stick up for the coaching staff, but they make it difficult sometimes because Joe Woods will do stuff like that. And then Kevin Stefanski, it's like, Baker Mayfield, who throws four thousand interceptions uh, last night, like wh- why do why do we uh, why do we call the plays we call sometimes? I just don't understand some of the play calling. It's why, in the, why, it's, why, it's why? situationally. Yeah. It's not like it's like why are you like like people are saying like oh he called the play and he schemed guys open. Well, it's like okay, well when you know that your quarterback has not practiced in two weeks, has not thrown a football on a football field in two weeks, is just coming off of COVID even though he was asymptomatic and never felt sick, but he was not around the team for two weeks, why are you coming out and th- when, when when Green Bay doesn't score more than 24 points, why are you throwing the ball 40 times? I don't want to hear that there were guys open because obviously as you go through the game, early in the game you could tell that Baker wasn't, wasn't on his game. He was rusty, whatever. I'm not making excuses for him. The guy played like absolute ass last night, but – and then you also have uh, two running backs who were not going to be stopped by that defense ever last night. They could have played until two in the morning. That's what was, and they never would have stopped. That was uh, what was upsetting me and Darius Johnson. On. And you said that you you texted about this, and I agree. Like after a couple of picks, like why are we still throwing the ball when Chubb only had like five carries at that point in the game? Five first half carries in a game in a game, especially in the first half, that was within a score the entire half. Yeah, five carries by the best player on your offense. We, it's we, not even. We weren't down thirty. It's not even. It's not even like like high. Obviously, it's not hyperbole to say that Nick Chubb's the best player on offense, but it's like that's 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 quite obvious. Like Nick Chubb is your best player. 
if you're a coaching staff and you're scheming something up, you want to get the ball into your best player's hands. Do you not? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, we're – and another thing, we're. I, I want to get into this before the show's over. I think that we way overrate uh, some of our – and obviously every every team's fan base does this, but our receivers are garbage. Absolute oh. garbage. Mm. I'm sorry. Landry, whether it's not it's not talent, I think he's got one foot out the door. I don't think he's – Rashard Higgins – Everybody says, oh, he makes plays when he gets on the field, but he never gets on the field. And is that a coaching thing? I don't know. Yeah, that's not a him fault. But he's I... not but he's not a but but fact of the matter is he's not on the field. I Donovan Peoples Jones will never ever be a number one receiver. He's I... doing fine as a six round draft pick. Whatever. He's never going to be a number one receiver. He, I cannot I cannot count on him to catch the football. Baker, the first interception on a deep ball, that's not DPJ's fault. Later in the game, Baker threw an absolute dime, dropped it in the bucket, and for whatever reason. Donovan Peoples-Jones thought that he had to lay out and get get uh, parallel to the ground and dive for it, and the ball went right through his hands. Doinked off his – yeah, yeah. That, that was that was bad. I can't count on him. He's had numerous situations where he's dropped passes in numerous games. I can't count – the game against the Raiders with Nick Mullins, how many passes did he drop on Monday? Yeah, Raiders game – yeah, yesterday I didn't feel so bad about, obviously, outside of that one. But I don't view but, him as a number one receiver. The problem is, is most of our fan base thinks, oh, because he's 6'2 and he's 210 pounds, he's going to be the greatest receiver in football. I view he was as, a six-round draft pick for a reason. I've got his I, – I got him as like a number two guy. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm, and high, I think he can I'm de- high on him, but he's I think not he can develop like right into now. that, but – but but everybody was like, oh, when we traded Odell Beckham Jr., everybody's like, oh, we got DPJ. It was a slide right in the number one, number right. one. Uh, yeah, not not how that works. And that was a popular take because the first game, if I recall, the first game we played after Odell Beckham left was against Cincinnati, and we yeah, put up he like had forty the, some points, and it just well, and, he this, and he had a big game that day too, so it sort of papered over the reality at least in the short term. But boy, the chickens have really come home to roost on this one. Well, yeah, and, and it's not just the wide receivers; our tight ends suck. Yeah, they, I mean the the next terrible. the next time Austin Hooper breaks a tackle will be the first time. I mean it, it that if he catches the ball, he just goes down immediately. Yeah. But that's assuming he catches the football. Yeah, where the hell's David and Joku? Now I would now in his defense, Baker missed him a couple times yesterday. Yeah. One late in the game, which should have been about a twenty-five yard reception. So I'm not going to put that on him. But it's like. David Njoku will go sometimes will go three games without catching a pass. He does the craziest things because he makes he makes the easiest passes uh, look difficult, and then he'll make the most ridiculous catches look yeah, easy, like Braylon and Edwards he, used to he's do. Fascinating, yeah, absolutely, and, I, and not in a good way. <laughs> but he's not consistent. What I'm <laughs> saying, yeah. like what I'm saying is like, you know, David Njoku's a first first round pick. Austin Hooper at the time was the second highest paid tight end in football. They're not even the same stratosphere as like the top ten tight ends in the NFL. Nowhere close. Like you compare either one of them to Mark Andrews, like oh, oh my God. well yeah, I mean it's even Mark like Mark Andrews, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, or Kittle, or even you look at New England with Hunter Henry, uh, yeah, Kittle, San Francisco. Um, I, I just throw that? Andrews out there because he's in the division, you know. Yeah, and you have to see him twice a year, but but yeah, all those other guys, you exactly. I mean, they're not even good as C.J. Uzama from Cincinnati. Or uh, uh, Pat Fryermuth, who who won the game for the Steelers against the Browns uh, in week whatever. Like, we don't – our offense is not that talented and high-powered outside of the offensive line in the backfield. That's just my opinion. I don't think our tight ends are good. I don't think our receivers are very good. See, I think that's where 
it's uh, I go back and forth. And this and by the way, this is not me uh this is not me defending the quarterback because we're gonna get into it when we get into the game. I'm Baker Mayfield broke me yesterday. Yeah. Before we get into that, there was one thing you said earlier that really hit home, and I want to ask a follow-up question to it. You said that Jarvis Landry, in your opinion, has one foot out the door. Do you think that's because Beckham is gone? Yeah, I think he's had one foot out the door since Beckham. That whole Beckham situation happened. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, I think this is Jarvis Landry's last season with the Browns. So we're looking at a complete rebuild of the wide receiver room and the Pretty tight much. end room at the end of the season. So we are going to have to. Hooper's gone, uh, and Joku's going to be a free agent. Who knows if we're going to bring him back? When you say Hooper's gone, is that because was did he only sign a three year deal? It's a four year deal, but only the first two years are guaranteed. Got it. So he has no more guaranteed money left. So Got the Browns it. can just be like, go away, and it's over for him. Um, Which the, they'll uh, almost the, certainly do. I, there's no way they're paying him ten million dollars next year. No, the way not a chance. The way he's played now. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just I just think we wait way overrate our own players and like i said every team's fan base does this and i've been that way with baker mayfield i i i'm at my wits end right now with him i the lack of consistency is just that well that's what that's what i was thinking about with so that's a good point for baker but also i would extend that to the to the pass catchers too because i i think that our potential is dangerous I use this with the kids I coach and, and teach all the time. Potential is a dangerous word because it's like having a C. You're as close to an A as you are an F. And if all people ever do is talk about potential when it comes to you, eventually that gets old and it's not potential anymore. It's behind you. You're looking in the rearview mirror. Yeah. And so I look at some of the guys we have in the wide receiver room and the tight, the tight end room, especially, I think the tight end room is probably where it's most apparent. It's like, there's Holy crap. There's so much potential there, but it's year, you know, week, whatever of year, whatever, like it doesn't matter. Like whatever frame of uh, time frame you're looking at, we're, we're too far into this thing to still be talking about potential. And I keep trying to defend <laughs> these guys, but I got to check myself sometimes because what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing week in and week out, expecting different results. And that's kind of what I feel like I'm doing. I keep trying to come up with different ways to justify things. Yeah. Some of Baker's interceptions. We've done it with Baker all year. Entirely his fault? No. Did he still make some really poor decisions and make some really poorly executed throws? Yeah. There was uh, some holding and some pass interference that they got away with. That's a whole other can of worms, sure. But – was he still wildly inaccurate all day long? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, he except, had a, he had a couple really nice balls. But except again, I, I I will I will I will take it to my grave that that last interception Baker threw a perfect pass. If Peoples Jones doesn't get held, he catches that ball. Yes, yeah, agreed. Yeah, that was a perfect throw. And the fact that he got away with that hold that 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 hurt. Because that that was the salt in the wound. That was the insult. In the I game. mean, how many calls went against us yesterday? Baker got uh, uh, there was a blatant face mask on Baker. The play before he threw his second interception that wasn't called. Do you know? Okay, so you know how like during the during the baseball season, there's a Twitter account I follow that does like um, 
it, it grades the umpires percentage of balls and calls uh, balls and strikes called correctly and like the impact of that on the game and, mm-hmm. and blah, blah blah does anybody know if they do that in the nfl like because like week in and week out i feel like the browns get jobbed by the refs all the time i wonder how our opponents feel do does they the, feel the same way do they does the nfl have a version of the nba's two minute report no there's perhaps? no there's literally no accountability for the nfl See, that drives me crazy that's not good there's no accountability they don't have to face any sort of media post game. that's the thing i think they should have to face media post game to be honest with you i really do i would love that and then and then players and and coaches have to go out there and talk and then the thing the thing that the that the nfl needs before next season and i will be so pissed off if this doesn't happen they need the sky judge they need they need to have the ability like in college football that has an official in the booth looking at all these replays and and say you missed it like that like that 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 blatant there's there's no way that you can look at that subjectively and say that that was not defensive holding. There's no way. Even if you're a Packer fan, I mean Troy Aikman, who never says any. If you watch every game that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman uh, do, they never. Troy Aikman never goes against the refs. No, they don't. Never. Yesterday, he did, because it was blatant. It was blatantly obvious, and it decided like at that point because of everything that happened before. It decided the game. Now, the Browns should have played better and made more plays to where that that, that particular play uh, didn't decide the game. But, but that's everything everything that happened at that point is 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 you know it happened. You can't go back and change that. But that play that happened decided the game. I mean, hell, if if NBC had been doing the game <sighs> instead of Fox, I mean, Chris Collinsworth would have been talking about that play for two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He has he has no issue going against the refs. None at all. But all that to say, there were a lot of things that went against us. Uh, how about the uh, how about the late in the game when they called false start on Wyatt Teller <laughs> yeah. when it was blatantly offsides? Nobody on our offensive line had moved. No, that was bad. That was bad. You and, know, if and you th- weren't paying close attention, you could have like been excused for thinking that the Browns were intentionally taking the five yards just to give them more room to to punt the ball. But like. Yeah, that was another weird one. All that to say that, you know, I'm not going to be a guy that says uh, the refs uh, screwed the Browns uh, because even if they get that holding penalty, Baker could have thrown the, his fourth interception on the next play. You never know. They wouldn't, the have been, that, they wouldn't have been in field goal range yet. The way that he was playing. But I'm just I'm I don't want to jump all the way ahead to this point, but I feel like since we're talking about the – the defensive holding that wasn't uh here here's here's my issue and and i i've been on twitter this morning and a lot of people are saying like like you know they're pitting they're i i hate when people do this they're pitting uh and by the way i hate brown's twitter i absolutely hate it i can't I stand it anymore. i so i got a new phone and i intentionally didn't put twitter on on it and i've never been yeah, more re- I, i've been more relaxed i should get rid of instagram and, and facebook while i'm at it but getting rid of twitter highly recommend I I can't I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. The 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 pitting of Baker versus the coach versus the defense versus special teams versus the refs like like the the amount of like I want to be right, I have to be right about whether Baker's good or not or bad or not or whether we need a new quarterback it's or whether all about keeping whether coach, receipts and hot taking. Oh my and, god, and, it's and, it's unbelievable. Like like I ended up tweeting from our show account like it's it's okay to admit that that the quarterback and the coach 
contributed to us losing the game. Right. It's okay to do that. It's not one. Or you don't other. have to say, oh, because Baker threw four interceptions that it, 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 co- it covered game. up for Kevin calling a perfect game. That's not true. Everybody's That's not deal- true. Everybody- the Brown the Browns have two timeouts in their freaking pocket today that they could have used yesterday if they would have just ran the damn ball to get in the field goal range to try and win the game. And then your coach in the post game press conference is saying, "Oh, I was trying to score a touchdown." Why? Why because, are you because, trying to score? Because he didn't trust the kicker. Well, then why did he kick a field goal right, right before that? Uh, maybe because it was – what was the down distance? It must have been like fourth and six or, or longer. No, it was fourth and friggin' miles. Fourth and – Fourth and 19. Fourth and 20-something. Okay, and but, they, but, they, they okay but here's the point. He he stepped up and he made the kick. It's not like it's not like going going up to that point. Uh, oh, that one. Mean, Chris yeah, Nagar yeah. Was, was 0 for 4 kicking and missed all of his extra points. He missed one kick. It was the first kick of his NFL career. After that, he was perfect. No, I get it. I, I I get what you're saying, but with that interpretation, he's trying to cover his ass said, by the fact that he doesn't that he doesn't want to run the damn ball. We had three timeouts. We had the ball in and they Green ran the Bay ball, territory. And they ran the ball twice at the start of the drive, and they got good yards on both plays. What's What's the difference of getting a 15 yard pass play or inbounds or a 15 yard run play? There is no difference. None. With the way that that game gone, there was a much greater chance of you busting off a 15-yard run than completing a 15-yard pass. And yeah, that's on the quarterback because he sucked. But that's also on the coach who doesn't know how to call plays in game situations when things are tight. He doesn't know how to do it. Correct. As, as many as many times as Baker Mayfield has failed in games this season, our coach has failed in tight situations at the end of games, calling plays and calling plays situationally. It's okay to say that both things are true. It's okay to say that both both issue both both uh, factors have struggled. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Browns started on the last drive at the 25 yard line. They got two run plays. Then Chubb went out of the game. They had an incomplete pass, but then I think it was like a third down and six. They completed a pass to get to midfield. At that point, you're absolutely right. They should have called timeout there. They should have brought Chubb back into the you're game. You're at midfield. They they didn't do that. You're at midfield. You have what was it? 109 left or it something like that. 109 left. Yeah. yeah. Three timeouts. Mm-hmm. You needed 15 yards. You don't think with three timeouts that that the combination of Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson could get 15 yards after what they'd done the whole game? I think Stefanski was thinking they needed more like 25 or 30 yards minimum. I I think he was really thinking like if this isn't a chip shot, we're not going to win the game. I, again, I don't I I don't <laughs> I don't say I don't think it's right. I think it's it's an indictment of again, not like, just Stefanski, but also of the kicking situation that we've had. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. I, that's that's on the coach. I'm not blaming the kicking situation yesterday. I mean, the because, whole reason we were in that situation to begin with is because we missed the extra point earlier on, then missed the two point conversion, which we shouldn't have gone for the two point. Okay, conversion I so understand. Early I, under, I understand that, but the kicker after that made all of his kicks. Okay, he didn't go over. That's the only kick he missed. It was the first kick of his NFL career at Lambeau Field. I get it. He made all of his kicks after that. If you don't have confidence in your kicker, then why the hell is he the kicker? Because you really didn't why didn't have you any sign choice. Somebody, why didn't you sign somebody else instead of uh, bringing him off the practice squad? Maybe there was nobody better in the free agent pool. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the facility every day. I don't make these decisions. But it goes back to the. But it goes back to the fact that I have more. I had more confidence yesterday with the way the quarterback w- had been playing that Nick Chubb or Dearness Johnson was going to break off a 20 yard run. Hell, Dearness Johnson ripped off a 30 yard run on third and ten on the drive before. Yeah, no dispute there. 
None at all. They, so they how so, kept so, the ball. so how is it a higher how is it a higher probability to throw to try and throw the ball down the field to get the yards than to run it when you have the timeouts and time is not an issue? The only reason why time was an issue was that you were going to possibly leave it more in, enough time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers to go back down the field and stick it down your throat. Right, if you scored too quickly. Which, if you ran the ball, you can control that better. Mm-hmm. If you keep throwing incompletions and then throw an interception on a pass where it was a perfectly thrown ball, but DPJ gets held and the guy is able to grab him, which gives him the leverage to come outside and intercept the pass. I just don't understand. There's, to me, there's absolutely no defense of it. There's no defense of how the Browns ended that game on offense. They're running the ball. In the second half, they're running it down the Packers' throat. And then the last three plays, the last three plays of the game, Nick Chubb wasn't even on the damn field. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was saying. When they completed the pass on third and six to get to midfield, they should have called timeout there. They should have brought Chubb back on the field, and they yeah, should have gone not, and they should have reset back to the plays that they were running at the start of the drive. And that's that's they not, absolutely should have done that. That's not that's not something that I am as mad about as I would would have been earlier in the year, like like the Chargers game, where I went nuts about that because Dearness Johnson was running just as effectively as Nick Chubb. They weren't the Packers defense was not stopping either of those guys. Mm. So it really didn't matter. I, for selfish reasons, I was pissed because I have Nick Chubb in fantasy and I have a huge freaking playoff game right now with my brother, who I got to beat because I'm winning the damn championship again. But anyway, I just don't understand. I you still gave you like 25 points, 27.4. There you go. Anyway, um, should have been more though. Yeah, it should have been. Um, I, I just, I'm sorry. It's situationally. Does does Kevin Stefanski call good plays, get guys open? Yeah, sure. But if you're if you're a play caller worth your salt in the NFL, your offensive coordinator, head coach who calls plays, whatever, and you're not calling plays to get guys open, you shouldn't be calling plays. So I I don't understand the whole oh he was calling plays to get guys open. Yeah, it's the NFL. Like you, you got to be able to scheme. Guys get open. But my thing is your quarterback was playing a terrible game. Factors whatever it. Is he just not good? I don't know. Is is it because he hadn't thrown a football in two weeks? I don't know. The fact of the matter is he wasn't playing well. So if you're a coach, let's play towards our strengths in the most important time of the game where we have our timeouts, where clock is not an issue because we have to. we're, we're at midfield. We still have a minute left. We have three timeouts, and they're not stopping the run. Why aren't we running the football? I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, Kevin is is Nick Chubb could have ran for three hundred yards in that game. Too smart of a guy for some of the play calling oddities. I I don't know if he's still just stuck in the mode of trying to be too cute and scheme so hard. Like just it it's kind of like he has the science of football down, but I don't think he has the art of football down. Yeah, like there's a it's play calling is is definitely a combination of. Like the head and the heart, the the science and the art of it all. Yeah. And he has the X's and O's, big brain, dorky side of it down pat. They've got that part in spades. He doesn't have like the in-game flow, art, dance of it all down just yet. It's like if it's not on his friggin' Denny's menu, he has a meltdown. Yeah. If it's not scripted, he like poops his pants. The Browns have a major in Kevin Stefanski and the offense – they have a major philosophical problem with how they approach these games against these teams that can score tons and tons of points, like the Chiefs, like the Packers, like Baltimore when Lamar Jackson is healthy. They feel as though, the way they call these games, it almost makes it seem like they feel like their only way to win is to just outscore them. 
They're it's, not considering that if they have drives where they run the ball a lot which is and they run it with success and they have six, seven, eight-minute drives, the other offense doesn't get a chance to touch the football. Yeah. That's your best way it, to beat these teams. It feels like I we, just don't get why they don't get that. He wasn't even. It's like he wasn't even paying attention to the fact that our defense uh, only gave up three points to the Packers in the second really half. doing really well. You give up 24 points to the Packers, you should beat them every time. Correct. They're, they're, that's too good of an offense that we effectively shut down in that second half for us to lay an egg like that. It, it, it's, it's exactly defense like what Defense played incredible said. yesterday. What's, what Steve just said, it feels like we start every game down 14. It's yeah. like it, it, in his head, he's like, "Oh, this offense is so good. We're down fourteen nothing right now, and I've got to sling it." We gave yeah. up. We gave up three points against the Packers yesterday when we didn't turn the ball over. All three of Green Bay's touchdowns came after our, uh, Baker's interceptions. Anybody who is giving the defense one iota of no a hard time today needs to just stop. This is without Jadavian. This is without Jadavian Clowney. This is without Greg Newsom. This is uh, Miles Garrett was on the field, but you can tell. I mean, that groin, his groin is shot, and he said, and he said after the game, he's like, my groin feels like shit, like in post game press conference. So, I mean, like you know, I'm I'm one of the first guys to be like, you know, Miles Garrett, when are you going to affect the game? You can't say anything bad about Miles Garrett yesterday. The fact that the guy was even on the field, he knew he had to be because we didn't have Jadavian Clowney. He had to be on the field. and the way the Packers run their offense, I mean, Aaron Rodgers gets the ball and it's out. How many times did the Packers run a uh, little out route, like three receivers uh, three receivers on a side, and they had a receiver that's farthest on the inside just run a little two-yard out and have the other two receivers blocking, and they end up getting 12, 14 yards? How many times did that happen yesterday? It's like their entire offense. The legal pick play. You know, it's, it's oh, well, that, I mean, it is. No, that, that has nothing to do with pitch. It's just... The other two receivers are going out to block, and it's like a, it's like an extended running play to the outside. How yeah. many yards downfield can you go before uh, to to block to where it's not a penalty? You can go the whole. Is it the entire five yard zone? You can go the whole length of the field. What are you talking about? As soon as the receiver catches the ball, you can block. Oh, because that's that's what I was getting at. Like before the ball is is actually to the receiver, you can't engage the yeah, opposing but, player. I don't. You think. don't. But but if he gets the ball and he th- he's throwing it out there right away, like you don't. There's not enough time for you to be able to block before he catches the ball. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's just maddening. I and I don't know what we do. I. I the just, bottom line is, is I'm broken. The Browns' offense has thrown away now at least three games where the defense has played really, really well. Pittsburgh, the at Baltimore game where they turned over Lamar Jackson four times, and now this game. And you could also, you could also, just, even though COVID completely ravaged uh, our, our roster, you could make the case for Monday too. You could. I mean, that was a situation where the offense wasn't expected to to put up more than fourteen points. Honestly, no, I understand. But, but, but yes, I mean, I mean, going back to the Raiders game, the Browns on that third and three play, if they just run left instead of right, we win the game fourteen thirteen. You know, and I, I do think that this is one of the things that Browns Twitter. You talk about how ridiculous Browns Twitter is. They were actually, when I was reading Instagram after the game. So many fans were upset that the Browns ran the ball on third and three in that situation. I'm thinking to myself, so we've been complaining this entire season about not running the ball enough and not putting the ball into our best player's hands. We actually did in that situation with the game on the line on Monday. It didn't work, but yet everybody and their mother was saying, well, why didn't they play action pass? I was like, yeah, you're talking out of both sides of your behind. It, no, it, they the, just the, ran the to the left. sightness is just ridiculous with that. Going back to the Raiders game, when we ran left, we averaged like seven yards a carry. When we ran right, we averaged like two yards a carry. 
So why on third and three are we running right? I, I get it. Our normal play caller wasn't there, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Nick Chubb runs to the left on that third down. We win that game. And then, you know, we're frustrated about how we played today, but this game in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter. Wouldn't have mattered much. Oh, God. But that to say, we lost these two games uh, by three points. The Browns should be uh, nine and nine and six right now instead of seven and eight. All these close calls. I mean, it's, and this the Browns. Have, and, it's, the, and that and that doesn't even take into account the fact that we laid an egg against Pittsburgh earlier in the year, and that doesn't even account Baltimore. for the fact that Baltimore was a joke. And oh, by the way, going back way early, we had options again, opportunities Kansas against City the Kansas the City and the Chargers. The Browns have lost six we, games we this have, season by six points or we less. We have shit down our leg so many different times. Legitimately, this team. It, it, it is. This is why I keep wanting to not give up on it because it's clearly there's some pieces parts there. Yeah, I understand that every team has to deal with injuries. I understand that every team has to deal with COVID, and that's where the good teams separate themselves from the great teams. Separate themselves from like we're just not there yet. Yeah. If everything's on paper in a perfect world, we look like a really good team. Well, guess what? We're still not there in terms of execution when things start to go sideways. Yeah. And th- these were all games that the Browns lost by four points or less. If you look at the games on the other side that they won by four points or less, there's only two of them that I can recall, Denver and Baltimore. And you can't even really give the Browns an attaboy for the Baltimore home game because they literally tried everything to give that game away. So Denver is really the only game we've had this year where it was close and the Browns actually took the game. Yeah. In every other situation, it's been – the Browns have had to basically blow out the other team to win. Yeah, that's just not that's not a good thing. It's not. It just shows that it, they they just don't either they don't have it mentally or they just don't have the killer instinct in the fourth quarter to know what to do and to execute. They've period. The one thing they don't I play complimentary say, football. No, they don't. They don't do that. But the one thing I do like is that I feel good about like the attitude and the effort. Like so many Browns teams of years past would have after the way that that game started, after a couple interceptions, would have just rolled over and died. That that team yesterday fought all the way tooth and nail to the end. Obviously didn't go the way they wanted to for a whole host of reasons like we've already covered. Same thing with the Raiders. All of those injuries slashed all of the COVID, excuses out the wazoo for why we, we should, should get killed, and they fought like hell and they didn't give up. So I do like the attitude and the effort that we're seeing out of the guys You know, in, in that yeah. regard. I'm just really... Again, I just go back to like being frustrated by how we somehow can't put it all together at the same time. Yeah, and I, I will. We've really we've played uh, fifteen games now. We've really played complimentary football one time this year, and it was at Cincinnati. Yeah, it was at Cincinnati. That was it. Maybe the Bears, perhaps. I mean, I'm I'm stretching. Maybe the Texans, but you know there were some injuries that happened in that game, so that was God, kind of that a was weird this one. Year too, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> I mean, when I say complimentary football, I mean like all phases playing well. I don't think our offense played particularly well in that Bears game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the Texans game is when Baker got hurt. That's when it seemed like the season just completely changed. I know it was week two, but Baker was completing over eighty percent of his passes up to that point, and that just fell apart after that. Um, it was really to me when you when you're talking about when you're talking about the defense playing well, getting turnovers, and the offense turning around and putting it into points, and then when the when the when the Browns offense gets a lead, the defense then plays really well. Pin, there's the old adage phrase, pins your ears back, and then goes after, and they pr- cause problems for Joe Burrow. 
that's the only game where I saw it this year where we've done it from beginning to end. It's the only game, really. Um, and especially in crunch time in the fourth quarter, we just we just cannot do it. And I don't, I, I don't know what it is, man. I, you know, the quarterback is just. I mean, there's there's really no excuse for the way that he played yesterday. None. He's just too inconsistent. I mean, he throws he throws. I, I you know, give him credit. He's he's mentally tough. He's physically tough. Whatever. He's 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 always going to come back slinging. If, even if he throws an interception, one interception he threw, and then he came back the very next drive and left right down the field on a touchdown drive. It's like it's so infuriating and frustrating because like you see that, but then most of the time it's it's 2019 Baker all over again. Like yesterday, where he's throwing picks all over the field. And yeah, was the two that were thrown to Peoples-Jones, should they both have been penalties called? Sure, but the first one, he never should have thrown that ball. Yeah. He had Higgins come wide open on deep crosser underneath that route that was deep. Wide open, didn't see it, didn't throw it. Yep. He's got to throw that pass. It's the consistency. You can't, yeah, I it's, mean. It's what it comes down to. And, and I'm not going to fault him for the last one because, again, it's a perfectly thrown pass, and if Peoples-Jones doesn't get held and get his jersey tugged from behind him, he catches the ball, and it's a first down on third and ten. But the other three, I can't really excuse. The second one where he overthrew Jarvis, and it looks like he it looked like he, he was throwing it off his back turned ankle. Yeah. And, yeah, and then Jarvis. I mean, what are you doing? Wipes out. Didn't help either, but yeah. still, yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah, it's a consistency thing, yeah. and and I know everyone loves to keep going back to the contract stuff. Like not even not even talking dollars and cents. It's just from the football perspective. It is hard to win if anybody, if any phase of the game is inconsistent. Yeah. But we know what drives this league, and that's quarterback play. Does Baker have the potential? Yes. We've been screaming that and pounding our chest for that all year. Does Baker have a radical issue with inconsistency? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we find ourselves in the pickle of going forward. And I know I am putting the cart ahead of the horse here, but regardless of how the rest of this year plays out, which we have some scenarios we can get into in a little bit. Uh, Dan and I did some big brain time figuring that out. It only took us about six hours. No, <laughs> brain is mush, man. So I couldn't but, figure it out. Yeah, that was right. I was like, was I was rough. like, I couldn't, fi- I, I couldn't get it through my mind in that we seven, in the seventeenth game thing keeps screwing up my my I, numbers. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, because we played, yeah, because we played our fifteenth game yesterday. I kept assuming that everybody's played their fifteenth game, so I was like. Well, if they lose this, I kept forgetting. Like after today, Wait, they haven't played yet. Shit, they have two more games. <laughs> I'm thinking like all these teams are playing their 16th game today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But regardless of how the rest of this year's go uh, plays out, we have a decision to make, and there's a couple options. We keep riding with Baker and hope that there's growth, and hope that he gets healthy and comes back better than ever. Yada yada yeah. yada. There's an option of going to the draft, which personally I don't think is wise. Um, no. But that's technically an option. And then another option is go find a veteran quarterback. Those are the conversations we're going to have to have. And, and it's all s- going to come down to who is going to be able to consistently give us the kind of quarterback play that doesn't have to be elite but is good to good plus on a consistent basis. Baker has had flashes, at, and, and again, I'll defend that all day long. He More doesn't or less do what he did last year. He doesn't do it consistently, and that's the issue. If he can be consistently, if his if his like bottom 
is good and his ceiling is spectacular, then you're fine. But his ceiling has been pretty great, and his in his floor has been hilarious. Out. Yeah, it's like so. Yeah. It's like that. That's what it comes down to. So, what kind of quarterback is going to give us the best like average or what? Like, what's your what's your what's your What's the worst you can do on a consistent basis, and can you occasionally rise above? His floor this year has been like falling through a kitchen, uh, falling through the kitchen floor. It's been eaten away by termites underneath, and falling into a pile of asbestos. And I, I want to also say I agree with everything you said. Can and this is this is also for Browns Twitter. Can we stop with the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or Deshaun Watson oh, crap? That's, oh, that's well, that's what's going to happen. All can we stop oh, with that? That'll please? never die. That'll never die. Aaron Rodgers, if he leaves Green Bay, he's not coming to Cleveland. I'm sorry, he's just not. Russell Wilson, he's not coming to Cleveland. If he he, I, I'm convinced he's leaving Seattle this year. He's not coming to Cleveland. I'm sorry, he's I, not. And I don't and. This isn't me saying that I think Baker is better than Deshaun Watson. I don't want Deshaun Watson because he's a scumbag. Allegedly. Right. Proven or not, the dude's a I scumbag. I, I don't have, want him on my I team. I have weird feelings about that, though, too, because I admit I was kind of sketchy about signing Kareem Hunt, and people collectively have seemed to have looked past or forgotten what Kareem uh, Hunt did. <sighs> get into a whole can of worms I and i know that those are i don't not, think either of those things are comparable no they're not the same guys and they're not the same uh situations I, I get that it's not apples to apples but it's just winning solves a lot of things and i'm excusing no behavior yeah. here i'm just saying fan bases no, are willing to overlook a lot if you can produce it really is a ray lewis is in the hall of fame Let's call it what it is. This is true. O.J. Simpson is not in jail. The glove didn't fit, apparently. You must have quit. So, I'm just saying, being well-liked uh, is not necessarily, are you a good dude or not? <laughs> it's, yeah, well, I mean, this Can is, you produce? That, I, well, yeah. And also, I, the whole Deshaun Watson thing, he has a no-trade clause. He's not coming to Cleveland. He could shut it down. It's he not could. happening. Yeah. So, like, for all these people that think it's just going to be so freaking easy to replace Baker Mayfield, you're out of your damn mind. So here's my question when it what comes to What are you going to do, the... bring in Mitch Trubisky to compete with him in, in training <laughs> camp? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. We're, we're, whoever – whoever if, if Mitch Trubisky beats out Baker Mayfield – we're going six and eleven, seven and ten next year. A, a common thing you're that really keep... tempting me with that with going with that name right, right. now. Why? Com- He's terrible. <laughs> Who? Mitch I... Trubisky. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. get the hell out of here. I'd rather have Nick um, Chubb play quarterback. <laughs> um, I don't, com- ca- I don't care common, that like, he's from. I don't harsh, care that he's. I don't care. Very he's harsh. From, I don't care that he's from Cleveland. He's terrible. A common thought exercise I keep Tough seeing crowd. is people are saying with the veteran quarterback deal, like, well, would you trade one Super Bowl? If if we won a Super Bowl with one of those veteran guys, would you then be okay resetting and sucking for the next ten to twenty years? And yes. I, and I agree. But it's not that simple because just because we bring also, in yes. Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, none of that's – for the past couple of years, we've had one of the best rosters on paper in football, and look what it's led to us. Look, look, well, so I, I understand for the people that are like, well, if we bring in an Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers type, we got a Super Bowl. No. no. Right. Well, I, no. no, I agree. We, we don't know that. It could happen. And w- if you could guarantee it, if I could sign in blood and, and guarantee a Brown Super Bowl at the end of next year, if we bring in one of those veteran quarterbacks, yeah, I, 100% of it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. 
I would be garbage again for the next twenty years if that means we get a Super Bowl. But I, I don't. But but we don't know it. But we can't any of those, it. any of those guys, I don't think like I, with any of those, especially. Well, Deshaun Watson's still only twenty five years old, right. so you know, you get him and you're okay with all the baggage. You know, you you're right. gonna have him for a decade probably. But assuming that these guys would come here, Rodgers and Wilson, you probably have a three to four year window with any of those guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Rodgers is thirty eight. Top. But that, that might even be generous for Rodgers. But he's th- he's. I don't think so. He's he's shown absolutely no signs of slowing down. I know Tom Brady is like not human, but he's forty four and he's still doing it. Like True. Aaron Rodgers True. has shown no signs of slowing down. What in fact you could make the argument that he's getting better. You could, yeah. If you keep these quarterbacks clean, it, it's going and the to, rules in football are doing that better than it's ever going now. to start getting to the fat. It's going to start getting to the point where these quarterbacks are going to start playing well into their forties on a regular basis if you can keep them clean and not get them injured. Aaron Rodgers, I can make the argument he's he, he's he's the best he's ever been right now. He won the MVP last year. He's going to win the MVP again this year, more than likely, especially if they finish fourteen and three in the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. I, if you have the chance to get Aaron Rodgers, of course, I'm not sitting here like I'm a Baker supporter. I'm not sitting here saying like I wouldn't do it. I would be like Baker, Emily, thank you for all you've done, but. We're going to go this way because we have arguably the greatest thrower of the football to ever play the game. I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady overall, but I'm saying as a pure thrower of the football, Aaron Rodgers is unmatched. There's nobody better ever. The throws he made yesterday to Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard on the sidelines, just dropping it in a bucket. You can't. I was just. Everybody was like, "Oh, we gave up another big play." I'm like, "You can't defend that." Yeah. There's no. De- you could put Dion effing Sanders back there. And that pass is still completed. Mm-hmm. There's no defense for a perfect pass. There's none. Mm-hmm. It's just. Is there but again, he's not coming which makes, here. Which makes it all the more, you know, excellent that the Browns only gave up 24 points yesterday. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. You know, I, in a situation where the Browns' offense turned the ball over a bunch of times and left Green Bay with short fields too. If I'm a like, Green Bay fan and knowing that Baker threw four picks and we only, sco- only scored air quotes only scored 24 points, I'd actually be pretty pissed. Yeah, like they're probably the, thinking that it was a dumpy performance for them yesterday. 100. percent Well, let me ask you this, both of you guys: Is there a veteran quarterback out there that you would? be willing to make the move from Baker Mayfield towards? Is there actually a veteran quarterback out there? Or I mean, other I'm, than the I'm, guys that we just mentioned yeah, other that, are, than that the, are clearly the big above? Th- the big three names that are that, that you just mentioned in Watson and Rodgers and Wilson, those are the big three in terms of talent as well as like people keep scuttling yeah. about talking about. Yeah. Outside of those three guys, is there anybody that you would actually be willing to like? Because my like, thing is like realistically, yeah, like they could possibly could be available. Yeah, yeah. Because like because like like yeah, yeah. There's nobody real other than those three guys. There's nobody like yeah. Would I love to go get Matt Stafford? Of course. Right. Would I love to go get uh Mac Jones? No. I mean, well, yeah, that's that's the point. You're just not going to get there's. Well, yeah, because like looking around, because that that's kind of what I was like again. I just I it's. To me, it's unfair for Baker for everybody to just be like, "Oh yeah, we can just yeah go get Rodgers, Wilson, or well, Watson." No, that's kind of what the, the point I was getting right. at is that it's it's not just well, player A over there is better than player B over here, so we got to go do it. Like, there's dollars and cents, there's schemes, there's there's 
personal preferences. There's yeah. guys who just simply don't want to come to Cleveland because it's yeah. Cleveland. There's so many variables. It's just not fair to any player, not even just Baker. It's not fair to say, well, running back over here or the wide receiver over there is better than what we've got, so let's go make the move. Yeah, It's just – You've got to look at all of the different situations. And of the veteran quarterbacks that are going to be legitimately possibly available mm -hmm. and within the realm of price tag and giving up assets or whatever, I don't think that there's an option where we are clearly going to get better and or more consistent quarterback play. Yeah. So now my option is do I – if that's true, and that's I know that's a big fat assumption, but if that's the case, now I'm talking about do I ride with Baker or do I go to the draft? I don't want to put a rookie quarterback into this situation. No. It's already a very sketchy yeah. situation. It's going to be Baker again next year. That's 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 what it comes like, – I don't see – I really, really, really don't I'm, see I'm – I'm as down as I've ever been on Baker this, this moment. Absolutely down on him to where I'm entertaining right now in my mind the thought of somebody else playing quarterback for the Browns next year. Same. But – like we've just been talking about, it's got to be one of those one of those three guys, and it's just not going to happen. I, I don't see like any of the quarterbacks that like recently moved. Like people are talking about like there's like I, I can't even think of like a good example. Like even if they were available, would you make the move to Tua? Would you make the move no. to Carson Wentz? Would you the make the thing, move to it would have to be Teddy a, it, would ha like, it would have to be a no. Matthew Stafford esque situation. Like with where the Rams we, last year. Where we but pay it, through the nose for yeah. somebody else. Yeah, where like we'd have to send Baker and two first-round picks like the Rams did with Goff and two first-round picks of the Lions to get Stafford. But again, look at the situation Stafford went into. That team is loaded, and you can argue that our team is loaded too, although I I kind of disagree, especially on the offensive side at, at skill, but that's what the draft is for. If, if the Browns don't take a wide receiver in the first round of the draft, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, it absolutely needs to be. But – um, yeah, I, I just, I just, I, my, I'm, I'm, I'm of the, I'm of the thinking, you know, to me, even though it's not over and it's extremely plausible that we could still win the division, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, okay, the, uh, the, like the season's over. Let's look forward to next year. I let's get Baker healthy, have him get the shoulder surgery, groin, knee, whatever, get that all. Uh, situated and figure that out. Get him healthy and try again next year with Baker being healthy. That's that's what it is. to me. That's what it is. And then it's then and next year it truly is make or break. Yeah, because he's on his fifth year contract and all that. We figure it out and then whatever, whatever happens, happens at that point. I'm, that's when I'm to the point of. If the team is bad again next year, you're probably looking at a complete. No, blow I, it up. Everyone's getting the quarterback, caught. the general manager, the coach are all probably going to be gone. I disagree with that. Oh, you don't think so? I I, I mean, what 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 is what is bad? Is bad another five hundred season, or are we talking like this team bottoming out and going well, let, five let's, and twelve? Let's say the Browns finish eight and nine or, or seven next year? year. No, I mean like this year. Oh, this let's year. Let's say they just okay. split the last two games. They finish eight and nine. Okay. I would say anything worse than eight and nine next year, then you're blowing everything up. I disagree. I, I don't, don't want them to, but in a reactionary world, I could see it happening. I disagree. I would not want it to happen. No, I but disagree. If, if we're if we are under five hundred and or don't make the playoffs back to back years, after the hype and the potential of last year, I could see Haslam making a. St I, again, I don't advocate for it, but I could see him making a stupid, 
fan-based move and doing that. And it absolutely will be a fan-based move because everybody in the fan base will be calling for it. I, I, I think Browns fans are some of the most diehard. I also think that might we might have one of the truly dumbest fan bases in sports. And well, I don't I don't say that lightly. Well they're Could really be. well they're really fickle and I don't really necessarily think it's our fault because of what we've of what we've been put through the last two yeah. decades. Right. Well, like scared wounded animals. But I will <laughs> but I will say but I will say but I will say I the Brown for me to to me the Browns next year would have to totally bottom out and go like four and thirteen next year for for the Brown for them to even consider blowing everything up. I really you're I, giving me goosebumps saying that. I hope that the Browns are. I hope that like the Haslam's in the front office. I hope they're all smart enough to know that like good stable organizations are not built overnight. Look at what the Steelers do year in and year out with like coaches like Cowher and Tomlin. Yeah. Look at what the Patriots have done for years with Belichick. You know, it's, it's not like, that hard though, because Tomlin's never been below five hundred. He's been the coach for sixteen years. I mean, if you were to fire him, like you'd be a moron. No, I understand. But like early on, it would I mean, right now it's easy to say that, but early on, I don't know what his records were like year one, two, three, four, whatever. But like the point is right. you want a super don't Bowl be in, like, so reactionary. Right. Well, yeah, but there's been. I mean, look at what happened in Philly. Philly won a title, and then a couple years after that, they blew the whole thing up. I the mean, Philly fan base is the similar to Browns. The difference there is base. that Philly was four and twelve the season they decided to get rid of Doug Peterson. Yeah. Mike Tomlin hasn't had a year like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If that's what I'm saying, if the Browns go eight, if say they finish eight and nine this year and finish seven and ten or eight and nine next year, they're not going to blow everything up because what's going to happen is next year if they if, if the if the season is similar to what it is this year and they go eight and nine again next year. What they're going to do is they're going to go to ownership and be like, let us get our quarterback in. Because remember, Stefanski did not inherit. He inherited Baker Mayfield. True. Mm-hmm. Andrew Barry was part of the organization when they drafted, but he was not the primary decision maker. John Dorsey was. Mm-hmm. They have a built-in. They have a built-in buffer, in my opinion. So unless unless they go four and thirteen, and you know the locker room is comp- like he's he's lost control of the locker room and all this. They're not going to make a move on the coach, and especially not the GM. I don't. I, I think Andrew Barry. I think Andrew Barry will be allowed to pick his next coach before they, before they, uh, unload on him. The Haslam's love Andrew Barry. I so. hope so because I don't want him gone. I, I really, no, I don't either. I legitimately, I think Kevin. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't want any of them gone. I want. Stefanski's I want. The, had I want the Browns to somehow win the division this year and then go. 12 and 5, 13 and 4 next year. Yeah. That's what I want. With Baker at quarterback, with Stefanski as the coach, with blah, 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 blah. I don't want turnover. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm done with it. Well, I don't want it anymore. That's what I'm saying. That's why, like, again, I, I complained early in the episode about, like, the consistency being the problem and yada, yada, yada. You don't just magically have that. That is something that is crafted yeah. and developed. And so my hope is that Haslam and company can stay the course and yeah. let. Kevin is still a very new head coach. Yeah. Baker's still. A, a kid in the grand scheme of things. I mean, Barry Fourth is like year. our age. Fourth year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, so I, I just I think that we have a lot of pieces and parts. Like the potential is absolutely there, and I know that's still a dangerous word, but we're early in this thing. We we have the opportunity to legitimately build uh what could be and i know this is this is hilarious because i just spent the past hour bitching about this team we have the potential to build one of those organizations that is revered like the steelers like the pats whatever i think that those guys are capable we're still just in our infancy we have our training wheels on how in the freaking hell are we looking up at the steelers right now 
That team stinks this year, and yet they somehow still find a way to win all these games, and we can't pull these games out. I mean, they've it, had just, they've had this they've had the same culture in place oh. for twenty years, same culture, same quarterback, same coach in place for the last fifteen years. And we get that's our next opponent, by the way. Uh, we got to play at Heinz Field next yeah. Monday night. Which by the time we get there, we will find out if we are in fact eliminated by that point or not. It'll right depend now, on what the Bengals and the Ravens do the previous day. Right now, somehow, some way, even though we've bitched for the last hour about lamenting about this team, and especially over the last five days, the Browns are still very much in this. Which is hilarious. It's unbelievable, but they still are. So while we're, we're recording this as the 1 o'clock games are going on, so we're not really going to go around the NFL today because – majority of the games are either in progress or haven't been played yet but let's talk about the playoff scenarios let's talk about what needs to happen for the cleveland browns to hilariously host a playoff game because that's what's going to happen if this uh situation the wild card's done it's gone yeah and i can't believe my my brother fought me on the fact that it was easier to, to get into the wild card than it was to win the division this year but he Almost was all, always, he you was would all, think that'd be correct. He was I also mean, the guy here. who left his starting fantasy running back on the, who was inactive today on uh, in his lineup against me in the playoffs in the Oof. semifinals. Oof! Yeah, breaking news on that one. Hey, so, but, here, um, so here's just because you said that on air, he's probably still going to beat me. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. Thanks for that, so, Jinx. So here's here's where we're at. Like Dan mentioned, we're we're recording as the game's happening. But you guys, you guys say this because I'll I'll just screw it up. All right, I I got this. I feel confident. I've got a I've got an energy drink in me. I'm ready to rock and roll. Ravens and Bengals are currently playing. It's I don't know what the score is right now, but the Ravens have Josh Johnson in there, third string quarterback, uh, because of injuries to Lamar and COVID with um, uh, what's his face, Uh, Hundley. Mm -hmm. So if the Bengals win this game, which they could bungle it away. That we know that they're capable of that, but realistically, they're going to win this game. If that's the case, the Ravens have the worst like uh, divisional record amongst any between the three of us because it's likely the Steelers are out of this thing because of that tie and because of where they're at. So I'm not worried about the Ravens in terms of tie break. We can finish with the same record as the Ravens, assuming they lose this game, and we're still in over them. I disagree with one thing you said. You said that the Steelers are probably they're out. out. They're, no, all, they're, they're, to- they're, they're only a half game behind. They're, they're toast. Wow. I think okay. they're toast. So you are obviously assuming they're going to lose to Kansas City today. Yes, 100%. There's n- I'm not completely convinced of that because of who Kansas City has out. I know Kansas City has pieces, parts out. When push comes to shove, I don't. the Chiefs still have too much to fight for trying to get the highest possible seed that they can get their hands on. I don't think that the Chiefs have any opportunity uh, to, to really – yes, they've got players out and all that jazz. I don't think it's enough where I would legitimately give the Steelers a shot. I really don't. Okay. So, But that is the biggest thing we need to have happen today. We the, need the Steelers to lose to the Chiefs. We need So the Browns actually need to be massive Chiefs fans for the next couple weeks. Um, Kansas City plays Cincinnati the next week. Correct. Which, assuming Cincinnati wins today – we need Cincinnati to then turn around and lose to Kansas City because if that happens, then we can get over the Bengals by beating them in the last week. Correct. So the way it works out... Steelers lose today, then a win over Pittsburgh next week knocks the Steelers out of the Correct. As, at, at the time that this is being recorded, the Bengals and Ravens are both 8-6. and six. Steelers are 7-6-1. and one. We're technically in the basement at 7-8. and eight. It's still crazy to me that in last place, we're still with two weeks to go 
within striking distance of of the, the the divisional title. So, if the Bengals beat the Ravens today, the Bengals will theoretically be nine and six. Yep. Ravens are eight and seven. Mm-hmm. Like we just said, I think it's highly probable that the Chiefs are going to be able to beat the Steelers. They're now seven seven and one. Okay. Going into next week, Bengals have the Chiefs at nine and six. I think they lose that game. They're now nine and seven. Mm-hmm. If we beat the Steelers, we will now be eight and eight. Steelers are seven eight and one. Steelers are officially done. Mm-hmm. Which means we go into our final game of the year, one game behind the Bengals. Mm-hmm. If we beat them, that'll be a winner take all game. We if win they the beat us, they've got the better record. It's hands down. It's over. If we beat them, we are now t- we have the same record. We're both nine and eight. But we have the tiebreaker over them because we swept them mm-hmm. and have the better in-division record. And in the event that Baltimore were to finish tied with Cincinnati and Cleveland, we win the three-way tie, we would still be over them being three and one right. against those other right. two and teams. I don't even think that that's likely because if the Ravens do lose today, like I said, they'll be 8-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. They've got the Rams next week who are clicking. Now, Lamar playing would change some things, but I still don't think Lamar would be enough to beat a grooving Rams team. Could it happen? Absolutely. Steve, you mentioned see, that earlier. Would be, see, that would be the game that would ways. worry me the most in terms of getting the result we need. The Rams, again, long trip, pr- presumably an early start time. Now, they might make that a 425 start. If they do, thank you, well, NFL. But, right. you know. I would actually hope today I'm hoping that the Bengals win because if the Ravens were to win – I think the Ravens have a better chance of beating the Rams. If the if the Bengals the Bengals have a chance of beating the, the Chiefs. Bengals winning today is the is like the cleanest of outcomes. Yes. It's like if the Bengals win, it's like okay, we know what needs to happen. If the Ravens win, then it becomes like then they got to lose their last two games both at home. Right. That's why. That's why. And, and the Bengals are up twenty four fourteen right now on the on the Ravens. So there's yeah forty seconds left to go in the first half. In fact, the Bengals have. Well, they're actually top. They have the ball, but they're way back in their own possession. So, so in all of this mental gymnastics, all of it is predicated upon us getting our heads out of our asses and putting a complete. Well, right, game yeah. Right. None we of this to, means anything unless we, we to, win our last two games. We have to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, which Dan has new, m- multiple times over said is a. I mean, we did it last year in the playoffs, but yeah. like, they, they could. I mean, they could be three and eleven right now, and I wouldn't feel good about. I and I totally agree. We, we've got to show up and beat them, and then it's going to come down to winner take all against the Bengals. And I know that I'm always like the negative guy, and I, I predict against us a lot. But the way that the Bengals have been playing going into this point, and the way we've been on the downhill, like that's not a guarantee either. That's I know the Bengals can bungle, and that's, it's completely possible for them to lay an egg. Yeah, and, I don't. But I really don't even love our odds there. I, we have the shot. It all. Nothing, none of the situation that we just just, just described I d- is out of the realm of possibility. In fact, I think it's highly likely. Are the are the Bengals better than us this year? Probably. Yes. I st- I, I I don't think they can beat us. It's starting for for them. It's starting to become like a mental block. The, I don't think they can beat us. The good news about this whole thing is that the Browns don't play their next game until Monday night. So they're going to see all this play out today, and then next Sunday before They'll be getting that, all their we COVID will know. Guys back. We will know if we are still in this thing prior to that game <clears throat> kicking off in Pittsburgh or not. And at that point, it really will be if the if the Browns win the two games. They win the division. If they don't, they lose. And you or never know, like before they even play the and game. And you never know, like I mean, obviously, I don't want I don't want anybody to uh, uh, 
suffer an outbreak, but you never know. Like the between now and enough guys, enough of our guys have gotten COVID that I, I don't think I don't think we could suffer another outbreak the rest of the year. But you never know. Like like the Steelers could suffer could a COVID outbreak. You, you never know. Could, could, happen could happen to Baltimore. Could happen to Cincinnati. You're not wrong. And although you know, although we, although I thought it was hilarious when Joe Burrow said uh, this week. He's like, yeah, I think uh, one of the reasons why that we haven't had a COVID outbreak is because there's nothing to do in Cincinnati, so nobody's going out. <laughs> a bunch of Cincy fans got real riled up about right, that, and it's right. like I I get it. I wouldn't want Baker being like, yeah, Cleveland, yeah, like nothing down. to do here. Like right. I, I wouldn't want to like, hear it. He's from down there. Like come on, if, if if anybody can say something about about it's like, like that, it's him. It's like picking on your little brother. I can pick on my little brother. I don't want you to. I'll punch you in the head. Right. But like he's like yeah I'll crap on my it's little like brother. People, yeah, it's like, like people, nah. it's like when people say say things about Cleveland. It's like we can say things about Cleveland. You're not allowed. You're to. not allowed. To. Yeah. You're not from here. You don't get it. Right. He's from south uh, southeast Ohio. He's essentially yeah. from yeah. right he's down like the road, the, like the Dayton area. I think so. uh, further east, Athens area, oh, like yeah. a OU area, but still uh, not that far away. Like two yeah. hour drive. Yeah, like he's yeah. from the neighborhood. Yeah, um, it, it's it's yeah. It, at any rate. Be even funnier if you said that there's more to do in Athens than in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's probably true too, actually. Well, Hey-o. yeah. Yeah. Some substances. But, down yeah. There. So that's the scenario. So it's highly plausible. It, it is. We we have but again, everything still in front of us. It's dependent on us uh, do taking care of our own business, and that I think that I, I think that's going to be the hardest thing because we haven't proven that we can do it. So not consistently, at least. No. And not convincingly. Yeah, because even that game against the Ravens two weeks ago, I mean, we had to we had to hold on by the hair of our chinny oh, chin chin. Oh, there was chin, some but... butthole pucker in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I think that pretty much does it. Yep. That let's was just, uh, that let's was just a wild. See how one. everything plays out now, and if we uh, still have a chance come next Monday night, that was a wild one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. Um, for Ryan and Steve, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the LTL Browns postgame show. And uh, I don't know when you're going to hear our postgame show next because we have a Monday Night Football game uh, next week, so I don't know what's going to happen. If Probably the, just going to be a mega show next week from Tuesday. Yeah, it could it be. We might it. we might do yeah. that, Yeah, for sure. We'll figure it out. All righty. Well, thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast, and we are out. See ya.